4: Back to the Six Rings post-game show on WEEI. And the Colts will take it. A victory formation. They'll go into the bye week at 5-5 as the Patriots, for the first time since 2000, in a game Robert Kraft said he wanted to win badly. Spoke to the team at yesterday's final walkthrough. His Patriots and Belichick's Patriots head off into the bye week 2-8 for the first time since 2000 as Mac Jones is benched, and the game ends on a fake spike interception by Bailey Zappi.
1: Autumn
5: turns to winter. And then winter turns to spring <laughs> It's not just season, you know it
1: goes Andy, you know the song. Let's
6: all sing along when we hit the, the chorus.
2: The rain and then it just might snow You gotta take lesson from Mother Nature And if you do, you'll know it's
5: time to change
6: Come on, you gotta know this song. Nope. You don't know this song from the Brady Bunch? No. Uh,
3: I didn't watch a lot of you know, Brady Bunch. Not
6: as old as you. The definition of insanity is repeating the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. I don't know why I climb to the top of Pop Culture Hill each and every Six Rings post-game show thinking that you'll understand the sometimes obscure to oftentimes more popular reference that I'll be making, drawing from, or sharing with the audience. And again, nothing.
4: I'm not Come as old on. as you. Not as old as you.
6: The Brady Bunch was you couldn't go anywhere without the Brady Bunch being on channel fifty six for like a decade growing up.
4: I don't know. I was outside playing. Yeah, I was too, uh, too busy outside being awesome. Riding my BMX, <laughs> jumping things. Yeah, just hitting on chicks and just doing push ups, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna Paul Perillo had a different phrase, but I couldn't say it on the air what he used to say he was doing when he would say, What, you don't All know this? Right. I was it's, too busy. We can't work blue. It's not six rings after dark. Get your mind out of the gutter. Yeah. so Yeah. Okay. It
6: is time for change officially. All right. He's been hanging for a while. We got to hear from Andy. You think I am a diehard Pats fan? We think we know a lot of diehard Pats fans. There is no one who literally lives and dies with his team more than Wayno and Southie. Oh, Wayno. Well, how the mighty have fallen. Ah,
5: I can't believe this. Listen, it's over. Come on. Everybody. Do you understand? This guy is done. Mac is done. Just this one alone. Listen to this, Fizzy. He's got, what's his name, in the back of the end zone wide open. And what does he do? Kaziki's in the back of the open, wide open. He throws it to the other guy who's covered. Now, what is wrong? Why would he ever do that? What is wrong with this kid? Besides him being, I would say, done, there's nothing more we can say. This season is over, and let's rebuild. I mean, end of story.
6: Yeah, Wayno, we have asked everybody online, listening, the callers beyond, for something positive to take from this season, and all I keep getting here's a, here's a litany of them on social media right now, Wayno, because I know you're too busy out living life to be checking things like Twitter. Say something positive <laughs> about the Patriots fan was a tweet that I retweeted. The replies that I've gotten recently, the uniforms are cool, the decent, the defense is decent. Hey, there's nowhere to go from here but up. Only seven games left. How about that cool roof earlier today? Um, hey, we can't lose next wow. Sunday. <laughs> I mean, it's who, that bad. Who wrote
3: this?
5: Who wrote that? Bitchy? Which one?
6: The one you just said. The one about the the one about the roof, or they can't lose next weekend. Can't
5: lose next weekend. Yeah, that that.
6: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're on the byway now, so they can't lose.
5: Yeah. They're, oh, yeah. They're on the bye. Oh my God. Oh yeah. I. I like. I was paying attention. Yeah. Not. Oh. It's just. Wow. This is getting to start. This is starting to get to be really aggravating. You know what I mean? And and ever since. I think ever since. Remember the first year that Mac was here, and in the third game he got hit in the ankle. I mean, he got hit in the leg. Remember that? Mm-hmm.
6: Oh, that was against the Ravens last year. Yes.
5: Yeah, and he was out. I think that really did something to him. I think he got nervous saying that if I stay out because remember when he kept fighting trying to get in, even though he was still hurt, yep. I really think that has traveled with him because for some reason, he will not break every time, every time he everybody else gets rid of the ball, 1.6 seconds. What does Mac do? He's going on five to six. got to go. He's got to learn somewhere else because we need to get our team back together.
6: Period. Thank you. Yep. And I'm with stuff. you, Wayno. Thank you for the call. I knew you'd be upset. I, uh, I, Like a lot of Pats fans are, I knew there would be some venting that was necessary. Hopefully he'll be able to carry on with his day a little bit better. Uh, if, Yeah, okay. That's an interesting point. Could the pain he went through in the ankle roll against the Ravens when Calais Campbell rolled up on him at the end of that game could that one particular play be the one that sort of like lives in his head now? That, I mean, he did have a 16-yard scamper today, which was has to be the longest of his career to date, all three years of it. But do, do you think, Andy, like had you ever talked to or heard from players who say like certain plays are the ones that prevent them from playing away like vis-a-vis, you know, uh, an ACL or some other sort of injury that uh, gets in their head and it's tough to overlook or or play past, if you will?
4: Yeah, I don't I can't think of anyone that's ever admitted it, acknowledged it. Um I do think it happens. I'm not sure. I think that's the case with Mack and that injury. Um I think there's more layers to it. It's the the guys around him, the way he was treated, the way he was jerked around, the the faith he may have and the connectivity he may have with the organization and his coaching and the comfort and the the two-way trust that I think was totally gone last year and we've talked Mm -hmm. about trying to rebuild that trust um i'm not sure that that ever got back to true comfort level trust like all in in both directions i don't i don't think it's as much the injury as everything that resulted after the injury with zappy and the coaching and the Mm -hmm. the relationship with matt patricia and and all of that um but i also like you know was talking about i'll get rid of the ball quickly yeah that's easy to say to who to where? <laughs> like who's getting open? Yeah, super? Someone and has I'm not to be I, open. I don't make excuses for Mac. Like I he stinks. I told you after the Dallas game I was done. I believed that was the end of his career in New England. That was um, it. Huh. And Can one quarterback have that many endings of a career in the season? Well, you know, it's it's a process. It's a bit Tis. of a process here, A step by step process. But um there's a lot of issues on this team. That's why The change is necessary on a lot of levels. There's no... It it would be so much easier if there was one thing. Like, you know, if you're the Chargers, everybody has fixated on Brendan Staley, right? The coach stinks. We got the quarterback. We got weapons. We got stars on defense. It's blah, blah, blah. Like, Mm -hmm. at least they can kind of unify in the criticism. You, You can criticize Mac or Bill or the roster or the personnel or the coaching or the scheme or the offensive line or go position group by position group. There's so many issues that need to be fixed with this team that there's no one answer and a caller earlier brought up I think a point that I'm not sure people really you need two quarterbacks in my opinion next year you need two quarterbacks you need
6: mm-hmm.
4: you know whether it's I think you're hopeful that you end up with a top pick and you draft a potential franchise quarterback but you're going to need a veteran to go with him and I don't think Max the veteran I don't think Zappi's the veteran I don't think Cunningham or Greer is the veteran so you dra- Let's just say, dream scenario, you get Drake May. Well, you probably need to bring in, I know we've posed Jimmy Garoppolo, but if it's not Bill, I don't know if the next guy would want a, a Jimmy Garoppolo return to New England. You're going to need at least two quarterbacks this offseason, in my opinion.
6: So you're going to need a new starter and a veteran backup. Because you you, th- you think they're going to clean house at the quarterback position entire—I mean, hey, whoever takes over as head coach, if if that is the likely scenario— they get to call the shot so they could
4: just flush the room entirely right and i think it's hard to see anybody worth saving i mean the guy most worth investing right now might be malik cunningham as just a slash athlete to develop for the future but he's not he's not a starter or a backup even though he was the backup in las vegas because i think they screwed that up um yeah i think you need to bring in either two mediocre quarterbacks who are battling for the job or the franchise qb that you draft but you can't put it all on him and just give him the job and have Zappy as the only other guy, so you'd have to have some Jacoby Brissett type, some Gardner Minshew type, some veteran type that can mm-hmm. compete and be ready and maybe even have to start the year if that guy's not ready to be your franchise quarterback, although more and more these days, the young guy gets the shot just about right out the gates.
6: Got time for one more call before we trend things up here, Andrew. How about Steve in Rhode Island? Hello, Steve. Hello, sir. How are you? Well,
1: how are you? My first call ever to any radio station or whatever. Wow.
6: Wow. Um, well, Steve, I would like to welcome you honored. to the Six Rings postgame show as well as to calling into sports radio, two-way sports talk, and the joy therein. Congratulations. I, thank you. I
1: listen to you guys all the time. It gives me a lot of pleasure. Uh, I am a New York Giants fan.
6: All right. That would explain why. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, not at all. Um... I, you know, it, it's funny. Um, I think when Belichick took Jones out, it really signaled a change in a whole lot of things that may reverberate through Patriots Nation. Um, I'm a, I may be a Giants fan, but I'm New Englander. And I think part of this is that um, the Patriot fans, I've gotten used to so much great for so long and no one else in the league has ever had that. Mm-hmm. I um I honestly think that the, the Pats if they when they play by Giants later they're going to kill them. I think the Jets uh, I think the Pats are a better team. <laughs> Don't be so and, sure, Steve. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> However, I will say one thing before I leave. Um, never ever let Robert Kraft call you Someone like a son to him. Because that was Richard Seymour, Tom Brady, Logan Mankins, Dan Branch. You're gone. Oh,
6: and it's the kiss of death. Wow. That, Steve identifying the it? kiss of death.
1: How about that? Is is it not the kiss of death? I mean, honest to God. I mean <laughs> I, look, I'm 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 a big giant fan. I'm a yep. big Patriot fan. But I'll tell you what, um, I think the Patriot Way was predicated on Tom Brady. Yeah, throwing to guys who were drafted in the third round, uh, free agents, third and fourth round, and I don't blame Belichick for that. But Belichick is a Parcells disciple who never valued quarterbacks. And I appreciate Steve. I I, I, told... We got to
6: we got to jump. Sorry to have to cut off your first call to the sports station. Thank you very much for the time and the thoughts. We appreciate it, but we do have to uh, go to commercial break now as well. Andy, any thoughts on that before we? Uh...
4: Well, I'd like to be a craft son just because I feel like there's some uh, good things to come difference. with it. If you're oh, in that sure. inner circle. Let's do a few things involve money, Andy. Money, gifts, parties, like I'll take friends. The P- I'll
6: take the PJs and the parties. Excuse parts.
4: me? PJs, private jets. Oh, oh, I yes, that I would, would take all of that. Private jets, Andrew. Private and you can jets. kick me to the curb afterwards, Robert. I'll just have some fun for a while and then get kicked to the curb.
6: Yeah, Mr. Kraft gave me a nice pair of sneakers once. I mean, I'll take the, even those benefits. Yeah, I'll take whatever I can get. If it's free to Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, everyone knows you <laughs> will, Andy. 617-779-7937 is your number. Still plenty more calls. We got some Cadillac coming at you. We got some Christian Fourier. Uh, there's a lot going on here. We're with you until 4 o'clock, at which point we throw it to the 4 o'clock game of the week here with Westwood on Radio. But first, let's catch you up on the rest of the scores in the league today with Joe Braverman. Do
0: you still feel like Coach Belichick has you know, full faith in you as the starting quarterback of this team?
6: Um,
5: I mean, at the end of the day, I got to play better. So, I mean, to make people believe you got to be better. So, I'm not sure. I don't know. I walk a lonely road, the only one that I have ever oh, known. the
6: broken, don't know beleaguered, goes, and battered and Michael McCorkle, Mac Jones post game in Germany today. Downtrodden, to say the least very sad after he threw that awful pick off his back foot in the red zone with 4 minutes 20 seconds remaining that was pretty much it after that well Bailey Zappi comes in Bill Belichick said it was time for a change it was time for a change indeed didn't want to call it a benching I'm not sure whose dignity he's preserving at this point but we all know it's pretty much over Uh, upcoming here on the show in just a little bit Christian Fourier will be calling into the show he thinks it's over everyone thinks it's over (sighs) sad it's really, really... Before things... I mean, it's always darkest before the light begins again, Andy. And uh, right now, these are uh, these are some interesting times. Someone just pointed out to me on the socials as well. We do appreciate however you guys consume and or engage with the postgame show here. Yes, a lot of people are reminding me that we're getting a really good draft pick coming up. Uh, 1981 Patriots. This is Josel underscore L. L Hoselle. Uh 1981 Patriots, 2 and 14. 1982 draft, they had 17 picks. Um, does Mr. Kraft let Bill make the pick next year or does he change? I'm pretty much thinking that he is going to make some changes. I do believe things uh, I do believe things will be very different. Things will look a whole lot different next year in Foxborough with uh, your favorite football team folks. And uh, that's not easy. to t- We knew that to be the case all season long. It's just today, like you said Andy, today was the Airbags went off in the car to shock you into reality that bad things, unfortunately, can happen quickly. Mo- type of moment like this is it? Like we we kept sort of like saying, "Yeah, it'll be different next year. They probably have a new code. Like they probably have a new quarterback." Like no, these things are going to happen. These yeah, they they can't not at this point. It would be beyond stunning if, if Matt Jones and Bill okay. Belichick one or both returned.
4: If if they roll it back and it's Bill Belichick and Mac Jones next year. I will join the criticisms of Robert Kraft that he's lost it, he's got to move on, whatever, changes need to start higher. I just, that would stun me. I, I know we say that a lot. I'd be shocked in sports or stunned. That if Belichick were, If Belichick's back, I'm going to be surprised, really, really surprised. I think we are seeing the beginning of the end for him, seven games to go, just like we started seeing the beginning of the end for Mac Jones in Dallas, his first benching when he kind of crapped his pants there. Um, big changes are afoot in Foxborough and if not then then the problems do sort of go higher on the organizational depth chart let's go back to the phones
6: we got uh Ian in Greenfield hello Ian
3: yeah hi guys so I think Belichick is still on well being the head coach not just because he's won six Super Bowls. I think it's because he follows Robert Kraft's business um, uh, view. So, obviously, Robert Kraft wants the best um, product for his dollar. And Bill Belichick, one of his M.O.s was being able to bring in players who he could get in for cheap money and get them to play better than on other teams and at this point it hasn't happened in four years and i think robert Kraft is like okay that's not working anymore and you know you know x y and z is adding up and it's it's just not working
6: Yep, thank you for the call, Ian. X, Y, and Z have officially added up, and it is not working. I think we can... And it equals L. And it equal X, Y... We just did the
4: math for you. Yep, X I ran plus Y it. plus Z equals L. Absolutely. I don't even know if that's trigonometry or whatever, uh, but that is the, uh, the end result. And there may be some truth to that, that Robert Kraft enjoyed the relationship for so long because Belichick did run the organization in a certain way that may have aligned with his fiscal instincts and market inequities and different terms we hear from businesses and sports, but it didn't, that stopped working a while ago. And then the opposite stopped working the, uh, uncharacteristically aggressive off season where they spent a lot of money didn't work. And Robert started to question return on investment. And then they went to the coaching staff, like a lot of different theories and attempts have not worked in recent years. Uh, to turn this around or rebuild or bridge the gap, whatever they were trying to do. And now I just think you've reached the point where you, your hands are tied, right? There's no more options. Like you can, you, you, you can't, there's, it's, we've been struggling. You, Fitzy, have struggled for weeks, months, whatever, to put a positive spin on things or see things in a rosy patriot sunglasses light. It, it, it ain't that. You're two and eight. There's no no spin to be had. You're a bad football team with, and I continue to say this, other than money and draft picks, there's not a lot to be excited about. It's not like you have this core of young players that they're taking their lumps now, but in two years, these guys are going to be awesome. You have some, but not enough to build around.
6: Yes, some, but not enough, and that's one of the many concerns and worries this football team faces right now the remainder of the season and into the offseason. I I don't know if they're going to go double uncharacteristically aggressive, if they're going to go smart and prudent and trade back for more draft picks and basically just try to go with a massive youth movement. I it's like it's really uh it's it's confounding in a lot of ways. Like there are just so many different ways, so many different things that could be done. I I don't know. I really I I really don't know. I'd be up for anyone else's theory just as well because None of it's wrong right now. What The only thing that's wrong is the way the team has played thus far this season. We got uh, Joe and Woburn.
2: What's up, Joe? How's it going, guys? How are you, Terrible. Joe? Welcome to the show. Yeah, honestly,
6: pretty lousy, but uh, hopefully the days are ahead. Yeah.
2: It's pretty sad we're all uh, so excited for the draft, but uh, <laughs> just, just give me two minutes because I, I roll all this totally back to craft because – number one, Brady should have never been able to walk out of here. And Kraft knew back then that he was completely thin. And I think personally, Kraft had no balls whatsoever. He let Belichick roll him over. If Jones came in here, played under Brady and was groomed a little bit, in my opinion, I think Jones would have been a 10 times better quarterback. And I think that Kraft just gave way too much belief in Belichick. Listen, I'm not excluding what Belichick did, period. I mean, the guy's unreal. But, I mean, Kraft had to pull back the reins a little. And I think this guy went from single-handedly taking this football team in the 90s to such an epic level that no one's ever seen. In my opinion, I think he's the reason this team is in the in the bowels of the earth right now.
6: Um.
4: It's a strong take. Strong, yeah, definitely. We applaud the strong take. On some level, I always do say, like, if you're going to you be, if you're going to take the credit when things are going great, then you got to mm-hmm. be ready to take some of the blame when they don't go great. So, mm-hmm. Robert Kraft allowed Bill Belichick to move on from Tom Brady to have their little feud to push him out the door, however you want to, uh, cri- you know, characterize that breakup, that divorce. Mm-hmm. So there's some truth to that. Now, I don't blame all of it on Robert because. I, unlike others who think Robert has become this meddlesome owner who picked Mac Jones and is drafting and is forcing this and forcing that, I don't think that's the case. I don't think Robert Kraft forced Bill Belichick to have Matt Patricia and Joe Judge run the offense last year. I don't think Robert Kraft forced the draft pick on him. He may feel like, oh, Matt Groh had a say or whatever. There may be a little gray area there. But I don't think a lot of the detail. D- did Robert Kraft sign John o. Smith? Did Robert Kraft sign Nelson Aguilar? Did Robert Kraft re-sign Devante Parker and Juju and say, I hate Jacoby Myers, I'm moving on. There's a lot of day-to-day operational decisions made by others that I don't put at the feet of Robert Kraft. The one thing I really liked about that call is I had not heard that um, Marvel-like alternate timeline. If you could have kept Tom Brady, and if, like I believe, you would have struggled, you wouldn't have been a great football team, is there a world where Tom Brady is the Patriots quarterback, not Cam Newton? They're not a great football team, and maybe they draft Mac Jones at like nineteen overall and he sits behind Tom Brady for a year or two, and that changes everything ooh, that would be a that that would sexy be. a wicked piss of what if if you will yeah, and I don't think it's an impossibility. I don't think you'd have the fifteenth pick in the draft, so but if Mac Keeps slipping. Maybe you're able to take Mac in the low teens or the high 20s, whatever you are with Tom Brady as your quarterback. And if Mac isn't thrown out there in year one, if Mac learns from Brady for a year, maybe two, I still don't think you win a Super Bowl with Tom Brady remaining in New England, but then he retires. Is Mac a better NFL quarterback moving forward because he spent time with Tom Brady? Is that... Well, yeah, who would
6: be a better quarterback in the NFL having spent time with Tom Brady? I mean, like the, the, the greatness effect. If you if you Rohan Davey are in that, uh, he just will. I mean, no, he was better. He just was started so low that Ryan, Ryan Mallett. Go. God man, rest. Man, his Ryan Hoyer owes um, millions to Tom Brady at this point. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Uh, yeah, the sort of, like, osmosis from the goat type of thing, That that's, that's, that's a really interesting little th- kind of fun theory to float out there and, you know, swish around for a little bit that, okay, Tom Brady wouldn't have been able to figure out what to do at that point. They probably would have been a wild card level team for another year or two as they rebuild, but just think of what Mac Jones could have witnessed and absorbed and been privy to all that time. That would have been... That's a pretty good one there, Andy. By the way, just checking some NFL scores right now in the 1 o'clock games. How about these Houston Texans on the road at the white-hot Cincinnati Bengals, up 10-7 at the half. C.J. Stroud, 13 of 21, 198 yards and a tutty. Noah Brown, who's he? No idea, but he's got four catches for 96 yards. And Tank Dell, four for 39 and a touchdown. They continue to be impressive. And on the collegiate ranks, for those of you thinking like, all right, Maybe I don't want Caleb Williams. Who should I start developing a way, 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 way too early crush on in the college ranks? Andy, another impressive performance by not so young Bo Nicks. Last night, 36 mm. 27 final over the Trojans. They've lost four games now. Caleb Williams was only nineteen to thirty four, two ninety one and a touchdown. Not bad. Kids still obviously got it. First round talent, no doubt. Bo Nicks, twenty three of thirty one, four twelve and four touchdowns. Not
4: too shabby. Nope. And uh, Jaden Daniels, the kid from LSU, had 600 yards. If you're interested in uh, athletic Excuse, I'm, running, I'm, I'm, squeeze me. How much? Uh, Six hundred. Six hundred oh, yards passing. AKA, I think we can like,
2: agree that the Pats
1: will have a lot of choices when it comes to picking their quarterback. They are There's going to draft them
4: and tiered choices. Why they're like going the to screw it, up, Joe. <laughs> the, it this is going to be a fun off season if you like draft Nickery. Um, a word I just invented, and follow with the Patriots because like the the different options that we've talked about, the get the quarterback with the top pick or get something else that's elite with the top pick, swing back mm-hmm. around for the quarterback. Hell, maybe you want to do the Washington Commanders, then Redskins, and do the double-dip at quarterback and take a mid-round one and a high one. I don't know, but there's, there's a lot of interesting quarterbacks that could be available uh, in this draft. A lot of interesting, interesting I said, court. by the way. Yes. I didn't say necessarily elite or great or good. I don't know about that, but interesting.
6: Interesting indeed. Interesting indeed. Let's see who else may be interesting as we welcome a few more callers here into the post game show before we have Foyer and Cadlick come on in and share some opinions with us. Uh, let's see, we got who's been on hold? Oh, Brock's in Middleborough. Hello, Brock. How are you? Good. How are you? Oh, Brock, Terrible. T- time of our lives, game, know. my guy.
3: Yeah. Um, Jones's interception at the end of that game, what they really did was emphasize that we were sold a false bill of goods. Uh, it wasn't his arm. It wasn't his legs. It was his football IQ and decision-making that was supposed to be max strength the whole time. And does the line suck? Yes. Do re- the receivers and the weapons suck? Yes. But when – over and over, opportunities come up, and the reason the offense is falling short is because of the decision making of the quarterback that was supposed to be his best asset. We got to start looking at this guy as a bust. Name him Jamac Jones Russell. He stinks.
4: Get rid of him. <laughs> it's Jimack over. Jones Have Russell. a good one. That's a good call.
6: You know what? For that alone, Brock, you can call back anytime. Jamacus uh, Russell.
4: And he's right. He's absolutely right, because decision-making and accuracy were supposed to be his superpowers, and we see nothing but poor decision-making and poor accuracy on a lot of these throws that are interceptions or costly mistakes to this team. So, yeah, we we all said it. Oh, he's NFL-ready. Oh, he's got a high floor and a low ceiling and blah, blah, blah. We were all wrong, just like the Patriots. And I'll go back to, I know he had a lot of talent at Alabama, but we also need to remember that Steve Sarkisian did a good job with him—a really, really good job with him. Oh, he, Sark! Oh, Sark. Yes. You can't say enough good things about Sark. Yeah, he's one of those guys that went to the state of Texas to coach. That's better than Jimbo Fisher, who's going to make seventy-seven million dollars to not coach anymore. I wish I could get a gig like
6: that. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Andy, just to say that, like, quarterback play kind of really matters in the NFL, um, uh, and you know, decision making—you can't make you know, like you can't make enough excuses for people. Josh Dobbs, right now, it just went to half in Minnesota. Saints uh, came in 5-4. and four. I think it was sort of a pick-em-ish type of game. Josh Dobbs has been in a, the past out as they call him, about a week and a half. It's 24-3 to Vikings. Josh Dobbs, in the first half, ready, with the team Minnesota that loses Kirk Cousins isn't supposed to punt on the season for a better mm. quarterback. 18-22, mm. of 22, 220 yards and a touchdown. TJ Hawkinson, 10 for a buck 28 and a tutty.
4: Hmm. Well, I I think Mac defenders would say, yeah, he's got an elite tight end or a high end tight end. He's got Jordan Addison who's starting to come on as a young receiver. But well, um, you know who they
1: don't have? Arguably the best receiver in football and Justin Jefferson.
4: Yeah, I know, but I just named two guys that are better than anything you have on the Patriots. Yeah. You did. You still there, Joe? Hello?
6: <laughs> Joe, a... Joe you still there? <laughs> I need you to help produce the last hour of the show, buddy? <laughs>
4: I was so stunned
6: at the rebuttal. Ah, I know. (laughs) I have that way with people. Joe, expect the unexpected. That's the new motto. Steer into it. We've got so many mottos here. We're not tanking. We just stink. Oh, oh, so many things to say. And we'll have Christian Fourier coming up very soon and Mike Catholic from weei.com, plus caller Steve, Mark, Rob, don't you guys go anywhere. We're going to get to all of yous here before we turn it over to Westwood One with some football action at 4 o'clock. This is the Six Rings Game Show, live on WEI. To Jones, Russell.
4: Back here at the Six Rings post-game show here on WEEI, Patriots lose 10-6 in an ugly affair across the pond to the Indianapolis Colts, a game that the NFL tried to hype up with posters, photos, and graphics of Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, and that's because they knew this was not going to be a great game between a journeyman backup named Gardner Minshew and a soon-to-be journeyman backup named Mac Jones. And now joining me on the Harbor One Hotline, the host here on WEEI of the Rich Keefe Show. Obviously, that would be Rich Keefe. Also, the co-host of, I believe, the only all-positive Patriots segment in the city of Boston each week on Sports Talk Radio, a segment that's going to get more difficult by the day. But we're not doing that today, Rich Keefe. We are talking analysis of the 10-6 Patriots loss. If I just say instant reaction, Rich Keefe, what's the first thing that came to mind in that loss in Germany?
0: Horrible, just horrible, (laughs) but also not entirely surprising. This is not a good offense, Hart. It's a terrible offense. It's one of the worst in the entire league, and what a slog. What an absolute slog, and just terrible execution. Once they actually move the ball, they're able to run the ball. 167 yards rushing is nothing to sneeze at, but then they would get close enough, and then it was a mess, and then it's a missed field goal, then it's a penalty, and then it's just, just more dysfunction, but just further proof that they really are one of the two or three worst teams in the entire NFL.
4: Absolutely. And they have problems, a litany of problems across the board. I think Bill Belichick has come up with a new motto for the team. I just thought it was time for a change. I agree with him in a lot of levels. Uh, But I want to ask you a question because you and I, uh, in our hits on your show during the year at nights, we often sort of debate um, the idea of maybe feeling bad for people. And I'm wondering, is there any fiber in Rich Keefe's Angry body that feels bad for Mac Jones because he is a broken man. We saw that today. That throw was symbolic of a throw of not just a not a franchise quarterback, not a starting quarterback. I'm not sure he's an NFL quarterback after that interception at the goal line. And he seemed like he wanted to cry post game. Honestly, I'm not making fun of him. He seemed like yeah. he wanted to cry. Do you is there any part of you that just feels bad for this broken man that we're witnessing?
0: There is not. <laughs> Like there is not, no, I just, like, professional athletes, I have a really difficult time yep. feeling that bad for, you know, when when it when it's just, like, their play or something like that, right? right. You, you can find certain cases where, all right, it's a little bit different, maybe off the field or whatever else. But with Mac Jones, like, no, like, I was, I was never a huge fan coming out of Alabama, but still, it's a guy who was a first-round pick, was on one of the greatest college teams of all time. He was lighting the world on fire that year, and he has a solid enough rookie year. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I still don't know how good he is. And then last year, I was certainly uh, willing to give him like a mulligan. Like it was just such a such an upside-down year with Patricia. But then you're finding out, well, maybe it wasn't really that much of an upside-down year. Maybe that is kind of closer to what he is than than not. So, no, I mean, he's a multimillionaire. Like I, don't, I really don't feel all that bad for him. We
4: got a visual today, uh, speaking of not feeling bad for Mac Jones, Bill O'Brien did not feel bad for Mac Jones when he was absolutely eviscerating him on the bench. But I found it interesting that, I don't know about the perspective, but it looked like about five feet in front of him was Bill Belichick going over his uh, photos. And we know how these things work. Those headsets only have one ear, so he's got to be able to hear what's being said by Bill O'Brien to Mac Jones. And he did not bat an eye. What was your reaction to I know a lot of people have been wondering like when's the teapot going to boil over Bill O'Brien today we got the answer what did you think of that moment was that another just example of like this is toast it's over Mac Jones is done
0: yeah I I, I would say so I think there's the uh, well I, you know what I don't know if he's done though for the what? year because they don't like gonna, any of the other what? guys they, in, you, in fact
4: you if, can't uh, Bill, no. Bill O'Brien probably no.
0: loves Mac Jones compared to what he feels of Bailey Zappi and Will Greer so we might get more Mac Jones but I think it was for Bill O'Brien it was like a real frustration boiling over point for him because he was brought in and everybody thought like the oh, savior, like just what an automatic upgrade he's going to be. And it's week in and week out where they just can't execute. They're not scoring points. And here he is a few times where, they had their opportunities. They had a few opportunities. They, they, they only needed 11 points to win this game. It's not like this was one where it was like, ah, oh, it's a shootout. Good luck. They, they needed, like, one more score, and they couldn't get it. And so Bill O'Brien's probably thinking, like, I'm dialing up the best I can possibly dial up, and this is still the result 10 games into the season, right? This isn't the old, well, it's an extension of the preseason. No, nope, we're 10 weeks into this thing, and it isn't getting any better.
4: And one thing that'll get lost in the hideous interception when he was going for Mike Kosicki uh, at the goal line was the series before in the red zone when he missed Hunter Henry on a little tight end flare or whatever crosser. He hit a colt right in the hands. The guy just (laughs) dropped it. So... Um, it's almost because, you know, that I, I deemed it the end after the, the Cowboys debacle like right. that to me was the beginning of the end for Mac Jones. I didn't know how it would play out over the next, whatever number of games, whatever. I didn't envision it would get this bad that throw for the interception after the throw that should have been an interception are two of the worst throws you can see from any NFL quarterback. And that has changed my entire perspective because I was somebody, like you that said well Mac's still the best you got you got to keep rolling Mac out there and then figure it out after the season I no longer believe that I don't think you can start Mac Jones against the Giants I don't know who the answer is you can spin your wheel if you want I don't really care if you want Malik Cunningham Will Greer Bailey Zappi any of them I don't believe you can put Mac back out there but you think there's still a chance Mac will start against the Giants
0: I think there's a chance only because uh, they cut Bailey Zappi. They don't like him. They they bear, like he wasn't even active a couple of weeks ago because, they, or he was the emergency third guy, I guess. But whatever, like they just they don't care for him. He was thrown into an impossible situation today, and then has another one of the low lights or or you know NFL blooper highlights for the rest of the year. The fake spike throw into triple coverage oh, yeah. interception. So I don't think they like him. So I don't know. If, maybe if Will Greer's ready, at least he's the unknown to like us, the fan, like from the outside. Like he is, more, we don't know exactly how Bill O'Brien and Bill Belichick feel about him. So I would say Will Greer has a better chance of starting against the Giants than Bailey Zappi, and I would also say Mac Jones still has a better chance than Bailey Zappi.
4: So you think he's the favorite? You would put him as the favorite.
0: I would probably lean towards because I think the bye week part helps, so you can. Whatever reps he was getting before or not getting, you can ramp those up. I also wonder, are they going to lean on, like, Max actually hurt? Are they going to go with that and that's why he's not playing? Because that that would be pretty lame. Like, you clearly benched him.
4: That was clearly a, a subplot. Now, I don't know how intentional. Yeah. I, I never know with them what's intentional and what isn't. So, he clearly, obviously, I'm not in Frankfurt, but... Um, they made it quite clear that he walked in front of everybody to go get to the x-ray room. And I always feel like if the Patriots want to hide something, they hide it. it. If they don't really care or if they definitely don't want to hide it, they don't. So I'm with you. There's always a skeptical eye. If we're made of if we're given the information that a guy could be hurt. Now he leaned into it a little bit. Oh yeah. Working through some things after he said it was a terrible throw. So that could muddy the water a little bit. I just, I do think it's going to be an interesting decision, and then I also think um, from our perspectives, because you know we like to play radio, Mm -hmm. we can analyze the decision. I think somebody who's a cynic like me can say if they start Mac, thank you, Bill, for embracing tanking. Yeah, (laughs) oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Well, because
0: I saw that like debate on Twitter. Like, well, they should just sit him and tank. I'm like, well, play him and tank. Like, it's the same thing. (laughs) Like, it doesn't really matter. Like, the team isn't getting any better like the quarterbacks are probably a wash like christian gonzalez and matt judon aren't playing tomorrow so like no the team they they still could lose out now i know the giants game is a huge swing game for what the number two pick or the number three pick but still after that i mean they're going to be big underdogs in all those games
4: absolutely i think people are um still kind of missing the point this is one of the one or two worst teams in football i still think carolina is probably worse yeah, um, yeah. Carolina's
0: but, pretty rough. Arizona's not very good. But like, but they're
4: getting Kyler Murray. That's a, a borderline yeah. MVP candidate not that long ago. If he gives them a bump, they could win a couple games, and all of a sudden you know, you're know, you down with Carolina and the Giants, and it's like a three- or four-team race for a couple picks, and it becomes more realistic. Now, before I let you go, I uh, appreciate the quick hit with us here uh, on the Six Rings Postgame Show. Have you started to fall in love with anybody? I know Marvin Harrison is the big one that seems to be the – can't miss prospect but if I asked Rich Keefe on this date November the 12th which quarterback have you fallen most in love with for the New England Patriots as we start to talk draft like six months too early is there a name you would offer up
0: yeah so I definitely am of the Marvin Harrison like if I can pick my guy he's the most surefire guy understanding that it's not as valuable a position but Marvin Harrison would be my pick of the quarterbacks man it's funny they all kind of have flaws don't they like as much as it looked like it was Caleb Williams, and and maybe it's Drake May. I I feel like he's got bust written all over him, so I hesitate to say. But I kind of like Bo Nix. I'm a I'm a Bo Nix fan, and I know Oregon quarterbacks normally don't translate all that well. Although there's one that's pretty good right now. But I think, and I know he's old, but I think I'll go with Bo Nix. You wouldn't have to use your first round pick on him either. You could get him in the in the second, maybe even I don't know, maybe even later.
4: Yeah, I mean those will shake down, but he would. Certainly be a part of get something else atop yeah. the first round yeah. and then figure out how to get Bo Nix as your second guy. The The plan, the, the Chargers plan where you get Tomlinson and Breeze in the same draft and you yeah. turn things around quickly if you hit on it. And Bo Nix is an interesting guy. He's fun to watch. He's likable now. Now, I think there's probably some people that are like, hey, he transferred from Auburn. Like, what? how, how exactly did Bo Nix get to where he is? But, you know, that'll be debated for the next six oh, months yeah. as we overanalyze anything. He is Rich Keefe. He is the uh, host of the nightly Rich Keefe show, which is at its best, some would say, on Tuesdays and Thursdays. But it's a good listen Monday to Friday as well. Uh, And he will have the only segment in Boston on Thursday night. No, no, no. Tuesday night, 9 o'clock, all positive Patriots. So you're going to prepare for that well, I hope, over the next couple days because it's getting harder by the week.
0: We're going to have to break early. It's going to be – admittedly, it's going to be a short <laughs> segment. But we're going to do it nonetheless. Tuesday at 9, if you're hanging out – and you know what? We'll take calls. In fact, we encourage oh, calls. If you yeah. have anything positive at all, we really need you at Tuesday at 9.
4: Very smart. Crowdsource our positivity. Get right. some patri if if we can find any positive Patriots fans, if there's any left. He's Rich Keefe. Appreciate you joining us here on the Six Rings postgame show. Heading into our number three of the show. 10-6 loss to the Colts in Germany. The two and eight Patriots. We'll talk about it with WEEI.com's Mike Cadlick. Back after this.